Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to Nature Notes with our natural son, Jim Gilbert, brought to us by Cardinal Corner. We'll talk to Jim in just moments. Keep in mind, a week from today, Mother's Day. And boy, do I know a great store with unique gifts for mom. Then you all hear from my friends Lee and Pam and their beautiful store for nature lovers. It's called Cardinal Corner. They have uh, two stores, actually full of unique and beautiful gifts for mom. In addition to the uh, gorgeous birdhouses and bird baths, they have gifts of things like home decor, women's accessories like gorgeous purses, scarves, jewelry, plus kitchen items and more, most made from uh, Minnesota companies. You have to see this store to believe it. And they have, without a doubt, the freshest bird seed around. Mom is going to love the gift you get from Cardinal Corner. And get Mom that monthly newsletter. Have her subscribe all all kinds of tips and stories. Just subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. Stop in. See Lee and Pam. They're in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy is at the Newport Center location. Here's the number, 651-455-6556. Or you can visit them, as I said, online at cardinalcorner.com. Don't forget Mom next week. Cardinal Corner is more than just a birdseed store. And good morning to you, Jim Gilbert. This is uh, Cinco de Mayo today. Yes, yes. And what a beautiful morning. It really, really I know, is. I know it's mostly cloudy, but I'll, I'll get in there in just a moment. Um, Denny, it's 47 degrees here. 49 officially, 49 uh, at the airport. Uh, in the Twin Cities, okay, at the airport. And we're about 70% cloudy now, but earlier we had this striking um, fiery sunrise it's just beautiful but yeah i'm calling from uh our home northwest side of lake Waconia, about 30 miles west of downtown minneapolis um robins are calling i had my window open a little bit and i was outside robins are calling morning doves cooing a belted fink kingfisher flew overhead rattling ring red-winged blackbirds are trilling a northern cardinal singing what cheer, cheer, cheer. A wonderful spring morning. For us, um, sunrise 557 and sunset 823. So today in the Twin Season area, we have 14 hours, 26 minutes of daylight. So it's 1426. And we are gaining daylight at the rate of a little more than two and a half minutes per day. We have gained 18 minutes of day, daylight since last Sunday, and a total of 5 hours and 41 minutes has been gained since the winter solstice on December 21st. We still have 1 hour and 11 minutes of daylight to gain by June 21st. That's the June solstice and the astronomical first day of summer in the Northern Hemisphere. Denny, the 14 hours and 26 minutes of daylight today is what we will experience this coming August 7th. Normal high for this Cinco de Mayo day in the Twin Cities, 66. 
low 45. Records for today, May 5th in the Twin Cities, high 89, set back in the year 2000. The low is 27, so the record low is 27 for this date, set 30 years ago, 1989. And on this date, in 1991, 28 years ago, it snowed three-tenths of an inch, (laughs) hardly noticeable, but along with that, 1.84 1.84 inches of precipitation set the record precip for the day. There's a thin new waxing crescent moon that rose this morning at 6:44. Denny was already at the stage oh yes and missed that <laughs> moon rise. I did. And tonight it sets at and it's just a thin crescent at 9:17. Our first quarter moon is this coming. Friday, May 11th, and the next full moon is Saturday, May 18th. Denny, last week I asked if anyone could report on pulling the first rhubarb. Oh, yeah. Yes, and so right after the the program, I heard from Robert Shute, and he's from Wabasha, and he let me know that after the show, you know, let me know just as a tag, like right after the show, the first rhubarb from his garden was pulled Friday, April 26th. By now, many southern Minnesota gardeners have been pulling rhubarb to make sauce or maybe pies, a delicious spring treat um, with agreeable acid flavor, at least that's what I think. Uh, rhubarb is a harbinger of spring. Um, it, it, we grow it for the large leaf stalks, it's native to Siberia and the Volga region. Rhubarb is a cool climate perennial that has been cultivated for centuries. It is the most productive in the northern third of the United States. It's one of the few, and it's a vegetable, one of the few vegetables that can be grown in Alaska but can't be successfully grown in the southern Gulf states as it requires a cold period of dormancy. Um, Luann Traver reports from nearby, uh, nearby Waconiaway, Cologne area here in Carver County, that just before dark, last Tuesday evening, April 30th, a couple of barn swallows arrived at their dairy barn at an entrance that they always come in. So it's the same birds coming back. Uh, these were, um, uh, Traver's first-of-the-year barn swallow sightings. These birds had migrated back to Minnesota from South America, some as far as the southern part of Argentina. Um, Swallows migrate by day. Many of us love to hear their cheerful, musical twittering um, of these barn swallows as they swoop and glide over our landscape. They glide through the air with the ease and grace of an Olympic figure skater each with a long, deeply forked tail, enabling it to turn quickly in its direction uh, to to catch insects and avoid being caught by enemies. Barn swallows are abundant summer residents that nest throughout Minnesota, most numerous in farming areas and fewer in the heavy wooded areas. Barn swallows nest in barns and other buildings and also in hollow trees caves and crevices in rocky cliffs. 
We seldom find more than six or eight nests in one place, although an observer reported once seeing 27 of these barn swallow nests in a single barn. The nests are constructed of pellets of mud, um, reinforced with straw and grass, lined with feathers and fine grasses, and attached to vertical surfaces. And both the male and female work together in the construction. Hummingbirds usually migrate by day, but they can also migrate at night. Of the 444 species of birds sighted in Minnesota, about 240 species nest here. The ruby-throated hummingbird is the smallest of our birds. It would take about 140 to equal one pound. A good share of the ruby-throated hummingbirds winter in Mexico and Central America. Kim and Lori McIntoon, who live just south of the city of Oconee, report that yesterday about noon, the first of the year, ruby-throated hummingbird arrived at their feeding station, and by 7 p.m., more had returned. Hummingbirds like sugar water. The recommended mixture is one part uh, granulated white sugar to four parts water. Not recommended are food coloring and honey. The first Baltimore Orioles, ruby-throated hummingbirds, rose-breasted grosbeaks, and indigo buntings have arrived in southern Minnesota. In fact, we, uh, we start looking for them on May 1st each year. Sometimes they come a little bit earlier, sometimes a little bit later. The last two I mentioned, the indigo bunting and rose-breasted grosbeak, like um, the black oiler sunflower seeds at our feeding stations. Marge and Dick Keller, who live on the shore of Pearson Lake, well, that's between Chaska and Waconia, observed their first-year Baltimore Oriole, um, came to the grape jelly feeder on Friday. Came again yesterday, of course. Baltimore Orioles um, migrate during the night. I can't imagine migrating during the night. They're insect eaters, and they also forage on fruit. And they are coming from their winter homes in uh, Central America. They can be attracted to feeders offering grape jelly, orange halves, or sugar water. The grape jelly can be mixed half and half with water using an egg, egg beater and poured into small, shallow bowls and set out in a feeder. Do we have time for some more here? We sure do. I'd say okay. we have about eight or nine minutes. All right. Wildlife biologist Jerry Gray observed his first year Canada goose goslings this past Thursday, May 2nd, at a pond he built near their home uh, just just outside of, of Winstead. Um, Tom and Lisa Bovers from Faribault report seeing the first year newly hatched Canada goose goslings there at Riverbend Nature Center on May 1st. Um, Denny, I, th- I hope I pronounced it right, Froming reports seeing his first year mallard ducklings Friday, May 3rd in Richfield. Julie Brophy reports from the shore of Kelzer Pond in Victoria. And yesterday, uh, it was sunny, temperature about 70 degrees, and this is what she said. I observed a snapping turtle sunning on a log with 41 eastern painted turtles sunning all around it, and with two of them on the snapping turtle's back. How about that one? In southern Minnesota, lawns and grazing meadows are lush green, 
Uh, some farmers have been doing soil preparation and some planting. Uh, beginning last week, we were up to 2% of the corn had been planted. Backyard plum trees are in bloom. Trees and shrubs have new small leaves. More common dandelions are blooming in the open. And as a reminder, remember to spare the dandelions and save the bees. The common dandelion flowers, especially now during the spring, are a critical food source for honeybees and other pollinators. Young dandelion leaves have long been used fresh in salads. I've had them many, many times. Um, Though the leaves that become mature become bitter, yet even the older leaves are edible. They can be boiled twice, changing the water after the first boiling, and served like spinach. Dandelion leaves are rich in vitamins A, thiamine, riboflavin, calcium, and potassium. Even more potassium than equal weight of of bananas. Uh, Tim Grady reports from the Lanesboro area. Yesterday, Saturday, May 4th, rose-breasted grosbeak, Baltimore oriole, ruby-throated hummingbird, rough-winged swallows, and newly hatched out Canada geese goslings were all sighted. Uh, Spring-fed streams are running normal and very clear. Wild ginger is in bloom, and Jack is in his pulpit. Ray and Marlene Simon from Northfield report that many yellow rump wubbers were moving through yesterday. They will come to suet feeders and like to pick up bits of suet below these feeders. Ray and Marlene have two black cap chickadee nests, each with six eggs being incubated um, in nesting boxes in their yard. Tree swallows are nest building. And so are eastern bluebirds, and the first eastern bluebird egg was laid in their yard in a nest just yesterday. Diane and Dave Herring live uh, on a farm near Waterville, and he hopes to be planting soon. It's going to be later than usual due to the wet soil conditions. Diana was in Pella, Iowa, about four hours south of Waterville yesterday for the annual tulip festival. Besides the many blooming tulips, Crab apples, apple trees, and redbud trees were blooming, and mushroom hunters were finding morale mushrooms. Art and Barb Straub from the sewer report that the wild turkeys, wild tom turkeys, are still strutting, fanning their tails, and gobbling. The music uh, from three sw- sparrows fills the air. The chipping sparrow, white crowned, and white-throated sparrows love their songs. Mary Brislance reports from Lutzen that 10 to 12 inches of wet, heavy snow fell in her yard on and on the Superior National Golf Course last Sunday night into Monday. But by Wednesday, the snow, or Thursday, the snow had melted, golf course opened again. So this weekend, golfing is available and also skiing and boarding at Lutzen Mountains, which is just above the golf course. Fox sparrows, dark-eyed juncos, American tree sparrows, white-throated sparrows, purple finches are some of the bird feeder birds in Mary's yard. Common loons are back and waiting for the ice covers to leave. Caribou and other lakes, which are still totally ice covered, and they, these common loons end up landing in Lake Superior and then going back and forth checking on the lakes. On May 5th last year was the official ice out for Lake Minnetonka. 
This year was April 20th. The ice covers left Malax Lake May 11th in 2018, the day before the Minnesota fishing opener. This year, I saw for Malax Lake was the 28th. Lake Vermilion, St. Louis County, lost its ice cover last Tuesday, the 30th of April. Andy and Beth Urban report that the ice thawed for Eagle Nest Lake 2 and Eagle Nest Lake 3, that's between Tower and Ely, was last Tuesday, the 30th. Paul Grusing, who lives on the shore of, of North Silver Lake, south of Fairmont, near the Iowa border, notes that Friday the 3rd, the water temperature was 51 and 49 at Fairmont Lakes, like Bud Lake. About 50 degrees. At about 50 degrees, lakes turn over. And he said, last week, more Purple Martins arrived. They winter in Brazil. Yesterday, the first Baltimore Oriole, a male, landed at their grape jelly feeder. Apple and crab apple buds will open soon. Yesterday, farmers were doing field work with soil preparation and corn planting. First corn was planted there in April 24th. Colleen Klingelhutz reports that her husband, Mike, planted the first rows of sweet corn. They sell sweet corn uh, starting in, in July. And he planted the first of the sweet corn a week ago uh, in just southeast of Waconia. Wow. And that's it for Nature Notes. Well, Jim, uh, we, we have to alert our listeners that uh, a big change is coming here to CCO. Jim, uh, I can say, uh, alerted uh, management, and then he called me. Uh, just a day or two ago, and told me that after 42 years, you are retiring. Yes. And our listeners, including uh, your friends here at CCO, are going to miss you terribly. And I know our listeners even more so. Uh, yeah. But after 42 it, years, you've you had a pretty good run, if I may say. That's true. How about you? How many years? Uh, 40, almost 48 for me. But I'm not yeah, leaving yet. <laughs> Although people would rather have time. you stay and me leave. <laughs> However. Oh. Okay. Well, I just a couple things I want. Sure, to Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, being on CCO has made me a small part of the voice of the Upper Midwest. It's made me, given me credibility as a teacher. I was a science teacher in school district naturals for Hopkins schools for thirty years, and later taught at Gustavus Adolphus College. I hope that our CCO listeners have enjoyed keeping up with how the Earth works. Being on CCO allowed me to announce the birth of our seven grandchildren. I won't name them right now, but there's seven of these wonderful people. <laughs> Sandy and I have had the opportunity to serve as hosts for more than 25 tours advertised here on CCO, including Eagle Tours to Costa Rica, the Amazon River, Kenya, and the Galapagos Islands, and cultural tours to Italy, Egypt, and our upcoming tour to France is coming uh, August through defined destinations. We have traveled with a lot of wonderful people. I wanted to thank our listeners. Over the years, hundreds of thousands of listeners have heard Nature Notes, and hundreds of people have shared their outdoor observations with me and our listeners. I can't name them all, or I'll end up missing some, but I can thank them for what they taught me and our, and our listeners. And also, I want these observers to know that I have been able to write 43 editions of the Minnesota Weather Guide and Almanac, Weather Guide Calendar and Almanac, 
and have used their observations. Scientists have used their observations in studying climate change, animal behavior, and plant ecology. And you know, Denny, I've truly enjoyed being a part of Denny Long's Sunday broadcast. Wow. Denny, you're a fine interviewer, communicator, and one of CCO's great voices. I re- Jim, thank you for that. And I remember working with you back in 1982, I think it was. And it's been a yeah. great run, and I have truly enjoyed it. Our listeners, I know, will miss you terribly. And uh, let's please, uh, not just talking here, let's please stay in touch. Yes. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Thank you for 42 years, Jim. Thank you. Bye. Jim Gilbert's Final Nature Notes this morning. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.